just go ahead here. Well, we were talking about the courts of heaven over the last few weeks. Last week we had Pastor Lydia with us. And she gave us a strong word. She gave us a strong word. It was good. It was really, really good. And so we're just going to continue on. I'm actually switching. I'm going to switch into something new. Uh, We will kind of walk out of this courts of heaven, what we've been talking about and teaching. And we'll, we'll move from that to a new theme in a new series called Divine Intelligence. How many know we need intelligence? Come on. We need divine information so that we can walk in truth. And God wants to really open up to us the realms of heaven and things that we are asking him. He want, come on, he wants to bring them to you. He's not hiding them from us. He's, he wants us, you know, he calls kings and say you're a king, right? We just, we just sang about being daughters of lightning. How many are daughters of lightning in here? Come on. And then sons of thunder, let's go. And so we want to walk in light and in truth. And we want the thunder of heaven on our lives. We want the lightning of God in our lives. And, and really what I feel like tonight is we're just going to do a quick overview of things because there's a couple keys that I want to hit, and I want to hit them again. Because I can, I can say it to myself 15 times and I'll forget what some keys are of what we need to do to break forth and to break into the places of realms of heaven and believe God to unleash and open up all the windows of heaven over our lives. Don't you want that? Because, I mean, really, we're here to step into the blessing of heaven, right? All spiritual blessing. And really, he's not hiding anything from us, right? He's got it there for us so that we can walk into it. And, you know, it's funny. I haven't said anything about the election, have I? Not one thing. Do I dare? Do I dare? Well, let me see. There's something that was said. There was something that was said, and it was really, actually, it was really one of the best things I heard about Donald Trump. And I do, I, I believe that he's God's man. I believe that. I'll just tell you straight out. I voted for him. So there you go. And so no matter what people think, the Holy Spirit has put him in the office for this time. And uh, the one thing that keeps coming up is that he's a flawed messenger. And he is. I believe he has a message. (laughs) Come on, how many in the room are flawed messengers? I'm a messenger, and I got flaws. And so we just need to pray that really everything that's in his heart, because I, if you look at what's on his heart to see things happen, I believe he wants to bring the country together. He doesn't want to bring division. And so we need to pray for this, this man that God has set as Cyrus, right, the 45th president. You read chapter 45 in Isaiah. It all lines up. King Cyrus, right? Open up places. He's going to open up some things. And he is a wrecking ball. He's going to mess stuff up because he's not a politician. He's a businessman. Kind of crazy businessman. But that's okay. We love him. We're just going to pray for him. And so th- that's, that's my take on it. I don't have anything profound to say. I don't know what's going to happen next. Although I do know that he, you know, 
the Holy Spirit's in charge of what's happening in this country, and I think we have God looking over the throne saying, America's got a new chance on some things, right? Not that he, come on, let's just be honest, he's a man. And I know he's made, you know, professions to Christ, and I know he's got good counsel around him. He's got some good men, men and women of God around him that are giving him ad, advice, but we've got to pray that he takes the counsel of God, right? Because we did, you know, when you're in that high up, there's going to be all kinds of people flying at you and trying to give you insight and wisdom, but we, we want wisdom from heaven for the nation, don't we? And that's what we pray for. So, Father, we just pray for our president-elect president and our president right now. Father, we just ask that you just rest your spirit upon the nation, Father, that there would be transformation that we couldn't foresee in the in past four years or eight years, Father, or even 12, 16 years. Father, we just ask that, Holy Spirit, you just release grace upon the nation, Father, that as even as we were singing and proclaiming tonight, Lord, awaken the earth, awaken the nation, Awaken men and women of God that we wouldn't sit back and be quiet, but, Father, we'd open our mouths and light would come out and there'd be a release of light in our lives. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, Father. So we want to access the scrolls of destiny. And I'm just going to go over a couple things, right? There's two main keys. Ready? I'm going for the keys. I noticed that I, I was psyched because it was two big keys, but this little key, we'll, we'll have an illustration too because we just make it up as we go along here. No, no. Holy Spirit want, wanted me to just speak about two specific things because in understanding, we wanted to unlock some things, right? We talked about iniquities. We talked about sins. We talked about things that were blocking the courts of heaven and giving the enemy access to our lives, right? One of the biggies. See this big one? The big one, the big one is unforgiveness. The big one. This one, it's smaller, but it has the same significance, repentance. Now let me just talk about those two. These are all the little things that we don't think about. How's that? These are all the little things, like anxiety. It's a little key, but I'm telling you, it stems from either of these two. Okay, so I want you to understand this, that the Holy Spirit wants us to take these keys, right, and grab hold, grab hold of them and actually use them. I'm telling you what's, what, what we forget to do is we get a message, we receive something from the Lord, or the Lord will put his finger on something, and we go, yes, I, I do understand, I do hear that, but then we don't do anything with it. And I'm telling you, unforgiveness is the biggie. If we don't, right, we know we were talking about the Father, right? The Father's heart. And we got, the, we got the Lord's prayer that says, right, we want to see heaven come. Heaven come, we pray that prayer. But we forget that we got to forgive those. And we need to forgive, ask the Lord to, to forgive us our sins and f- release forgiveness on people. What does that mean? That means Everybody. Come on, somebody, not just one person or not just the special people that now you're getting along with. Because I'm telling you, there's been situations in my life, my life, I'm talking about me now, where God's looking to release some things in my life, but he cannot or he would not because I was holding unforgiveness. 
And I'm telling you right now, I don't care if it's your mother, your brother, your sister, your stepmother, your stepfather, who your, your uncles, your aunts, the butcher. I'm telling you, God wants you to release everyone. And I'm going to show you why, because we want to walk in pure light. Don't we want to do that? This is the whole thing that we want. We want access to heaven, and we want access to the plans, and I want access to all the scrolls that he has for us, right? He has these things that he wants to release to us, the scrolls he wants to release, and those are words over our lives and promises and blueprints over our lives, but sometimes we won't release those around us. And so what happens is it blocks what God wants to release. Everyone say amen. Amen. It's true. And so as as long as we hold on to, I'm not going to forgive that one. I can't forgive that because because he said that or she said that, and I I won't. Or we play this. They're forgiven, but inside your heart you never forgave. Come on, you can say the words, but your heart never meant it. You can even profess it and declare it. And re- but I'm telling you, God's after one thing, your heart. It's always about your heart. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is, is, is going after stuff. And I'm so excited because he's, we're going there. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that the power of God is going to come in such ways that we haven't believed before as soon as we ask the Lord to rest on these things in our lives. Lord, come, let the seed of rest come onto our lives so that we can release. Release. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how bad it's been. Ready? I'm the pastor that's going to say, get over it. Ah. Sorry. Mm. What is the problem with this thing? I'm not even moving. I'm not even walking. All right. So just let's, let's look at, um, we're going to Luke chapter 11. See, there's something that the Lord wants to establish, right? He wants to establish his church. And there's going to be some things in Ephesians that we're really going to get into that's going to bring us really into the divine intelligence that we'll talk about this week uh, at the end. And then we'll talk about in, the pre- in December 3rd, our opening meeting on Saturday night, divine intelligence. Because God really wants to open revelation to us so that we can walk in truth and so that we have an answer for every little thing in our lives. Don't you believe that God wants to answer every little question in your life? I believe he does. Some things we don't need to know. Some things are just mysteries. But when we're asking God for information to walk forward, I'm talking the scrolls. I'm talking God opening things up. God wants everything out of the way so that you can walk a clear path. Okay? He wants everything out of the way so you can walk a clear path. So let's just go to um, Luke eleven twenty nine. 29. I have lots of thoughts on this tonight, but we'll try to stay on track. <laughs> right? It says, while the crowds were gathered, thickly gathered together, he began to say, this is an evil generation, and it seeks a sign, and no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah, the prophet. What is that? What's the sign of Jonah the prophet? Well, it could mean a lot of things, but I'm just going to hit one area. Jonah was told to go and preach the gospel. Well, preach repentance. 
to a nation. Because why? Because God, God wanted to release his loving kindness and his forgiveness over a nation, over Nineveh, over a city, right? And he refused. He ran. He ran. And so here's, here's the sign that God's giving us. Number one, that a city can be, we can receive the harvest for a city in a day. Number two, that we need to be willing to believe God that God wants to release forgiveness and loving kindness in every case. Every case. Okay? So he comes along, verse 30, and says, For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came to the ends of the earth to hear what? The wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. And so what is he saying? Jesus is saying, listen, all the wisdom of Solomon, all the actually earthly wisdom, it came from God, but it came through one earthly man. He says, I'm greater than that, and I'm, I'm here, and they're rejecting me, but they would, this one would go from the end of the earth to meet with Solomon, and this is what the, what's against them, right? So just divine wisdom, right? And you got the, the one who is divine wisdom standing right there. Okay, and then the men, the men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment in this generation and condemn it, for they repent. They repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed, a greater one than Jonah is here. Then he says this, verse 33, No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lamp stand, that those who come may see the light. Everyone say light. And the lamp of the body is in what? The eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, the whole body is full of light. But when, you, when the eye is bad, your body is also full of what? Darkness. Okay? Talking about perception. How we see things. What do we look at? What are we, what are we actually, how are we perceiving? Are we perceiving in condemnation? Are we perceiving ourselves in different ways? Come on. God wants you to have good light, good light in your eye so that you see yourself in the light of who God is. Right? Then it says, therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. Because some of us are calling what's light, light, what's light, darkness, or we're calling it light, and it is darkness, right? And so then it says, if then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body is full of light, and when the bright shining of a lamp, it gives you light. So here's, here's what God's saying. This is how the Lord wants us to walk. He's talking about all these things, all these things that he's speaking about, this generation has to answer for, right? One is the repentance issue, right? He didn't repent. One is the wisdom issue. But he's saying this, that when you're full of light, when you become and your eyes are focused on the light, listen, God says to sit in heavenly places. We want to be seated with him. And when we have that perspective, we see down from heavenly places perspective and we can speak over the earth, over our situations, over our families, over everything that's around us, right? So God's saying, listen, be full of light and be sure that you're full of light, full of light, overflowing with light so that when you are standing before men, when you're standing before people and you say, I forgive you, light comes out of you. Not I forgive you and you look to the ground. Come on, somebody. I forgive you. 
maybe, tomorrow. No. And so he's looking for us to walk in truth and in light, right? And so true light, what does true light look like? Well, let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. If you all are familiar with this, starting in verse 6, talking about John the Baptist, right? There was a man sent from God whose name was John, and the man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light. Everyone say true light. True light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. And he, he was in the world, and the world was made what? Through him. Isn't it Hebrews 11 that says God framed the earth? Hebrews 11, chapter 4. And so he, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him, but many as, as many are, has, as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who are not born, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Listen, here's what God's saying. Holy Spirit wants us to walk in true light. He wants us to live in the light. He wants us to walk with the fullness of Jesus Christ inside of us. That's what he's talking about here, right? This is the gospel. Jesus came to the world. He was the true light of men. And he wants to walk completely inside of you and possess every part of you. Not just a little bit, but every bit of you. And so here's what's happening. God's asking us, Lord, he's saying, listen, will you drop that, will you pick up that key and turn the key of unforgiveness? Come on, forgive those who've done things against you. Forgive every person that's done something against you. Listen, it's, it's even, listen, it amplifies with families, right? With families, it's like, because you have to see each other, come on, we don't forgive one another. Come on, it's everywhere. And God wants us to be true in our hearts. And he wants us to live in this place where we release those. Come on, it doesn't, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter how many times it happens. Come on. <laughs> but God wants to release that from your life so that you can watch, walk in true light. Listen, darkness is passing away and true light is already shining. That's what, that's what First John says, right? He who says that he has light and then he hates or doesn't forgive or holds animosity is in darkness until now. That's what the Bible says. That's not what I say. That's what the Word says. So if we hold on to stuff, we never get released into the scrolls. Come on, you want the scroll. I want heaven's voice over my life. And usually what clogs that up, and I can, know, I can tell you through seasons of my own life, where I've had every right. Come on, I've had a right. I've had a right to be mad. I've had a right to be absolutely upset with the outcome of issues. 
But in the sight of the Father, he says no. In the sight of God, he says no. And he wants us to release completely. Doesn't matter what it is. And you say, well, you don't know what I've been through. No, I don't. But I'm telling you right now, in the sight of God, he wants us to release people. Because the only one that actually come on, it clogs you up. It doesn't clog anyone else up. It binds you up. It doesn't bind anyone else up. It says, he who loves abides in the light. And when we abide in light, we have no cause for stumbling. Right? Unresolved stuff brings darkness. And when we walk in darkness, we don't, we don't know where we're going. We stumble. Right? Because why? Because darkness blinds our eyes. So that can be the little stuff. Come on, how light is the light inside of you? Isn't that what the Lord said? How much light is actually inside of you? And so here's where we're going to go, because I really want, I really want you to have good understanding and good revelation on your life. I want you to live in a place where you're hearing clearly. The problem with most of the churches, we don't hear clear. You've got a few guys and ladies up here that are doing ministry that may think they're hearing clear. But I'm telling you the truth, if you, if you talk to nine out of ten of them, they're just believing that God's given them what they felt like the Holy Spirit spoke. So I, I really feel like we can go to a whole nother level in hearing God. Right? We used to do this church, with, uh, we used to do this class with John Paul Jackson, which was Hearing God 101. It was basic stuff, but it's the, you know, God wants us to hear clearly, and he wants every believer, not just a few, to hear. Right? The gifts, the, the five-fold ministry is here to actually work themselves out of a job. I've said this before, to, to work ourselves out of, out of a position that everyone's trained up and we're doing the stuff, and then the Lord will come. Because we're walking in such power and light. And don't you realize that when you, the light permeates every part of you, then, then things start happening. Then things start beginning to, to move. And, and when we allow the light to come in so bright inside of us that we feel the vibration, the absolute, absolute substance of God. Now, I believe we can walk in that. But he doesn't want us, he doesn't want us walking in the dark. So here we go. We're moving towards divine intelligence. Because here we go. We're going to repent. And forgive. Repentance and forgiveness. Unresolved. All the unresolved issues. And we take these and we open the door. Because we're going to leave them in that door because we're going to have access now. Because you're going to know that I've left. I've left the place where I, I hold stuff against people. I've left the places where I've continually done habitual things, right? That's repentance. That becomes iniquity. Come on, it comes into the family lines. We want to get rid of all that stuff so that we can walk in the fullness of light and move into heavenly realms. And this is the, the couple things that I want to talk to you about. The, the, the ecclesia, which is the government of God, cannot function until we're moving in complete love. Koinonia. 
And really where every church, ministry, whatever the ministry might be, if it doesn't come out of a place of love and rise up out of loving one another around you, right? And the government is built on that. You understand what I mean by government? It's God's government. It's the ecclesia. It's the, it's the church, right? But here, here in past, we build ministries on all kinds of other things and all kinds of other reasons, and we don't build it on the, on the foundation of God's love and presence. Turn with me to Romans 8. Right? How many know we need divine intelligence? I need divine intelligence. Why? Because if the government of God is going to operate, I need to know the secret things. Come on, what does CIA do? Central Intelligence Agency. What does it do? It knows the secret things that are going on, things that you and I don't know. Right? Why? Because it's not for public to know. It's for, the, it's for the people to know that, right? Only those people are supposed to know. Why? Because it's secret. And what does he say about the prophets? That he's going to let them release, he's going to release the secrets of heaven to the prophets. And come on, we're a prophetic generation. Aren't you? Yes, you are. You're a prophetic generation. All right? Romans 8 says this, 19... For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly what? Awaits for what? For something, for the revealing of the sons of God. This is what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, this could have been a bad teaching 20 years ago. Actually, 40 years ago, I should say. I can't do it. For creation was subjected to futility, not willing, but because of him who subjected it to hope because creation itself will be delivered from bondage of corruption. Right. This is what's happening. God wants you to know, right? He wants a manifestation of the sons of God. You're the sons, right? You're the sons and you're the, you're the daughters of God. And God wants to reveal himself to you. And the, here, all creation is groaning. All creation. Every bit of creation is groaning that there be a manifestation and so that's where we want to live and that's where we want to be and God's wanting to deliver that to you and for you Hebrews 11 says this that there's creative framework that God wants to bring us into, right? Creative framework. Hebrews 11.4. No, cre- <laughs> verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made by things which are visible. So here's what I'm going to tell you right now. God's looking to release... The sun's expectation, come on, all creation is groaning. All creation is waiting for who? You. To manifest as a true son and daughter. Right? But he's framed, right? 
by faith, it says that he framed the world. God framed the world through a spoken word. And here's what I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to propose to you that God wants you to believe for your framework, for your life. He wants you to grab hold and build a framework for your life. What does that look like? What does the destiny scroll look like for your life? You need intelligence. You need divine intelligence to release those things. And listen, this isn't to bring confusion. God wants to release it. God's going to release greater things to you because he promised that. Right? I'm telling you, as soon as you lock the door of unforgiveness, as soon as we lock the door in repentance, and I know that's a continual thing, right? We continually take, watch over our souls, right? The Lord has given. He's the shepherd, Right? But the word of God brings what? Brings understanding. It, br- it brings us to repentance. But the kindness of who he is brings us to true repentance. Right? And so when we close and lock those doors, God all of a sudden begins to open up things like we've never heard before. Why? Because we're so full of light. You're so full of light that you begin to receive because you, you're just open. There's nothing getting in the way because the substance that's on you and in you is going to be released through you and he'll give you the divine understanding that you need to do everything, to do every little thing. That there's not going to be any guesswork. It's when you talk to the Lord, he begins to release things to you. And there's divine communication with him, right? It goes back to unity. So go to Ephesians. That's where we'll start. This is where the base of this is going to begin. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knee, right? Humbling ourselves before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named. And that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, what is the length, what is the depth and height. To know the love of Christ Christ with passes, passes knowledge. And that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Come on, somebody. And listen, if it's written in the word, then it's available to you. This is a prayer that he prayed, right? We go back to Ephesians chapter 1. He wanted you to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Right? This whole book was inspired by the Holy Spirit that Paul would pray not only for the Ephesian church, but he would pray for churches, right? This pr- it's, it's written. It's a documented uh, scroll that's been given to the church that we would have this throughout all of, church, of the church age into the kingdom age, right? Which was where we're moving into. That his spirit, right? We'd have the fullness of who he is and my, one of my favorite verses, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask, think, or imagine according to the power, the power, the dunamis, the dunamis that works inside of us. 
Come on, he's come to do work, and the work inside of us is God's power and presence. And he's working that work inside of us. And so there's, there's so much that he wants to release to you. How much can you imagine? How much can you imagine? But go back to, go back to verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts. Listen. The heart. The heart. The heart cannot be. You need to have. This is where we have to be. The heart has to have fullness of who he is inside of us. The love of Christ that is all in all flowing through our heart, flowing through our arteries. When that is clean, come on, say clean. Because most of the problem why we get stuck, why we can't move, why we don't do, come on, we don't move ahead, we don't step out, we don't do certain things is because why? Because our heart's in a mad place. And God wants to release over into our hearts new places. Come on. Listen, it's this. It's the Ezekiel 28, right? It says that Eden flowed and there was four rivers. Where's the heart of God begin? In Eden. Listen, Adam came, right, was created, and Adam began, the flow of Adam's heart was pure. So what came in? And so as soon as we begin to get blocked up with things, come on, the things of this world, the cares of this world, anxieties, come on, all the, all the things that we got going on, and God's going to, God wants to get inside and release all that stuff out so that we can move and flow and have our being in him. Come on, if we look at it, it's just a bit, it's a really, it's a hard issue. Listen, he says, you've been given the mind of Christ. Where does the mind of Christ flow from? Here or here? Come on, it's not about knowledge. It's about what the outflow of the heart, right? It says out of the heart, Right? The mouth speaks, right? There's a flow that comes, and it comes through this filter, right? Not your physical heart. Come on, but the spirit that God gave you inside of you, that God wants to explode outside of you. He wants us to have understanding that our hearts will be full of his presence, full of the fullness of God. Nothing hindering. Come on, all the old is gone. We could have a whole thing on the new creation in this, in this series. We should probably. Because it's about walking in the new creation reality. That you've been created new. That the things that you've received from the past, that, that all the stuff that we're carrying from the past, right? We talked about, well, we talked about it, I guess, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night. But we talked about luggage. God wants to release and he wants to get rid of all the luggage. You can't take luggage along for this jet ride. You can't. No, baggage is gone. And so he's looking for a church, right? He's looking for a church that's going to move and flow in pure love.
Say, I don't know, I haven't been to that church yet. Come on, but God wants to release that on the church now, in this day. Not in a faraway time, not 20 years from now. He wants to do it now. And so we, we have to expect that he's going to do that, right? That we know the love of Christ, which passes, passes knowledge, right? Passes knowledge. It's not about head knowledge. It's about heart knowledge. And it's about going from here to there. And we can, we can all day long, we can ask the Lord, Father, I just need to know you greater. I need to, we can pray those prayers, but until we, come on, until we submerge ourselves in the love and the presence of God, we won't know the knowledge that passes all understanding, right? Colossians chapter 2. Starting with verse 2. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. And what? Say it. Attaining. You can say that. Attaining all the riches of full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Listen. There's something, there's something that the Lord wants to do in us that, again, we have to be, we have to be diligent with the two keys. What I'm saying is this. If you don't, if you don't stay on top of the stuff, I'm just being really honest. What happens with us is we allow stuff in and then think the filter gets clogged. <laughs> The filter just begins to get clogged. And then we can't move in what he's called us to. God's called us to places higher than where you're sitting right now. Come on, he's called you into things, and, and it doesn't even have to be a pulpit ministry or anything like that. He's called you to live at a higher level than you're living at right now. He's called me to live that. But God, I'm telling you right now that as soon as, as soon as we learn to take care of cleaning the filter, this is just the, the thing that the Lord gave me. As soon as we learn that we can clean the filter and allow him to come in and blow fresh oil right into that filter. Come on, there's one thing about a two-cycle engine, right? Clean it with gas. That cleans out all the impurities, Right? And then we put oil with the fuel. And God wants us to be in this place where we live and abide in his glory and presence. And when he comes into our hearts, we're, we're, we're embracing everything he's about to do. And we're not trying to dodge things. Because, listen, it goes back to the light. God wants us to take his fullness of his light and permeate every part of our being, every part of what we're doing, every place, and move us into the next place, higher, wider, deeper. So let's stand.
So I know over the last three weeks, we've probably dealt with stuff over and over and over a couple times. But I'm just going to, we're just going to, I won't beat this horse anymore. I promise. Till the Lord has me do it. But I really feel like, again, tonight, we just want to posture our hearts before the Lord. Right? So that he's, he's all in all. He, he is the center. See, here's the thing. He sits on a throne. And I'm going to ask you where that throne is. Is the throne in heavenly places? Yes. Is the throne in your heart? I'm going to tell you yes. Because how we enthrone him, where we put him, where we posture him in our lives, in our, in our spirit man, you understand what I'm saying? He should have a throne where he rules and reigns. Nothing else rules. No unforgiveness rules. No sins rule. Come on, and, and listen, he's always doing work. I'm not saying, God, hey, listen, be perfect as your heavenly father's perfect. What does that mean? I don't know, but I'm going to try. That's not, me, not, that's not train, saying, listen, I'll shoot for the stars and land on the moon, I guess. But I know this, that God has got a, a, a generation that he's called, that are the true sons, that the whole earth has been crying out for. The whole earth, groaning, crying, in eager expectation. Because why? Because there's a manifest, manifestation of the spirit that's going to happen. And it's inevitable. So let's just pray together. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we ask right now that you just touch all of our hearts in this room. Lord, from the youngest to the oldest, Father, we just open our hearts and we lay bare. Lord, word of God, just come in. And Lord, release any places, Father, any places that we continue to hold stuff with, against people or to be in in habitual habits of certain behavior that we do. Father, we just open that up to you now and ask that you come in and you be, you be enthroned in that place. That you be completely enthroned in that place. That there wouldn't be anything that gets in the way. That, Father, your, your hand would come and break through in that filter. And so we give you our hearts, Father, so that we can see clearly and Lord, fill us full of light like we've never known before. Full of light that we've never known before. And we just love you and we thank you tonight. I ask that you, Father, you would release dreams. That you would release an increase in vision, Father, tonight. you rebuke everything in the airways that messes with my microphones. <laughs> and I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for every person that came out tonight, Lord. We just bless, release greater blessing. Lord, we don't walk. Lord, I thank you that you're renewing everyone's mind in this place, that we don't walk with any condemnation, but we walk in the truth 
so much light and truth. I just see the light and truth in rays coming through the whole building right now with my eyes shut. And I thank you, Father, that you're touching people, that you're permeating everyone's being right now, that, Father, they will be filled with all the fullness of God. And, Lord, we don't step back. We don't shrink back. Lord, I pray that everyone would receive the fullness of their calling, the fullness of the places that you've called them to. And, Lord, we thank you that the hope of glory is living inside of each one of us. And we bless you tonight. And we honor you. And we give you all the praise and glory, Lord. Lord, I thank you for daughters of lightning. I thank you for sons of thunder. Lord, that we walk in that place tonight, that there be an army of awakened people in the earth. Lord, let it start here. Let it be throughout the whole region. Father, let it come out of New England like a fiery uh, army, like a fiery force, like a storm that would move. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.